live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Hey, what's going on, everybody? God bless. Thank you so very much. Boy, we are on the last hour of LFA TV here today on this January 21st year. I mean, excuse me, February 21st. Wow. February 21st year of our Lord, 2023. Wow, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am. Your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, guys. Thank you very much. Boy, Live from America is really, really uh, blowing up, and not just the show, the network. More and more people every day are like, I didn't even know you were still on, or wow, I'm catching this for the first time. It's really nice to see some like-minded people out there and you guys feel so passionate and it's like it goes from every show right every show is different and every show is a little bit more passionate about something different and that's what's great about it and that's what's great about it so i want to thank you all for being here if you are new to the channel do not forget to subscribe to the channel and uh, make sure that your notifications are on we go live for nine hours a day and that is going to be um that's going to be extended very very soon as we add uh, Will Johnson, we're going to be adding Will Johnson Friday nights at 5 p.m. And then who knows where that goes in the future? Maybe he gets a, uh, maybe he gets a show every day. I guess we'll see what God has plans. You know what what God plan God's plans are. Um, so anyway, folks, yeah, here we are. We're, we got a lot to get through tonight. As always, uh, we're going to be going in, and we're going to be watching a couple videos from uh, from Donald Trump here in the very beginning of the show. We're going to be talking about the 12 train derailments or wrecks. So far in 52 days. Thank you, J.K. Alba. We're going to be talking about the EPA finally saying, well, they got to clean this mess up. Oh, yeah, you think? We're going to be talking about Biden wishing that he was Polish now, growing up with in Polish neighborhoods, Puerto Rican neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, Polish neighborhoods, Jewish neighborhoods. I guess Joe Biden is just a rainbow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be talking about actual crimes that might have come out of the Trump Raffensperger phone call. We've got Dems running for the hills, leaving their uh, leaving their post. I'm telling you, we got a lot to go through tonight. So the first thing that we're going to get to is this very um, uh, this this video with President Donald J. Trump, and this is uh, he gets a question from the audience here about election fraud and how we're going to get back in. And Donald Trump doesn't really say much about. You know, ballot harvesting and stuff like that here. But he does allude to what he plans on doing once we get back in there. Let's go to our favorite president, 
Donald J. Trump. Here we go. President Trump. So we can sit here, but nothing means anything unless we have a valid election. What will we do to change it now? Yeah, Clean up. I agree. So it's such a great question. It's a question I would ask first all the time because we have to get in. So what we're going to do is, number one, they collect and they harvest ballots. In many places, it's illegal, but they do it anyway. We're going to have to get a lot of ballots. And I was always for Election Day voting. But when I watched what happened in Arizona, where the machines were all broken, the machines were, were broken. A large percentage of those machines were absolutely broken. Kerry Lake had lines so long and the people couldn't vote because a big percentage of the machines in Republican areas were broken, okay? What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to fight like hell on that day, those few days of the election, and we're going to have to make sure they're not going to steal this election from us. The Republicans were not well represented, and sometimes when they were in Philadelphia and Detroit, they were literally escorted and thrown out of the rooms. We have to fight that there's a minimum that there should be none election fraud. It's the biggest problem we have. Once we're in, we can change it to paper ballots, same day voting, voter ID, and be done. Okay? You know, you know, France had France had a big problem. They had a huge problem with the, the whole thing for years and they went back to paper ballots and they went to same-day voting. They just had an election, 36 million votes. It was over by 10.30 in the evening and there were no complaints. And that's what we have to do, okay? But we have to be in office to do it. You can't- so that's what we have to do, but we have to be in office to do it. Now, you notice he touched on ballot harvesting just, just a little bit there, but he didn't get too deep into it. What I would have loved for him to uh, explain a little bit more to the young lady about you know, how we're going to ballot harvest. But, uh, but again, that is me wanting him to tell everybody what is, you know, how we're going to do it. And I'm sure there's a lot of ways that this man plans to ballot harvest that even the left doesn't understand yet. So, you know, it doesn't take a long, it doesn't take us long to learn their tricks, then get ahead of their tricks. And there's a, there's a, uh, it's a portion of this country, Donald Trump included, who are, uh, who are ahead of their game right now. And very, very, very much on in the way of ranked choice voting. Trust me, trust me. Ranked choice voting is one of the biggest enemies that are, uh, that are coming down the pipeline. So, you know, it, sometimes we wish Trump would say more to people, but we understand he, he did say it. It was the first thing he did said, did, did say a, a ballot harvesting where it's legal, but we've got, and then he touched on, we got to make sure that we have representation everywhere. Who doesn't pay for us to have representation everywhere? I'll tell you, Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel does not pay from that big, luxurious bank account at the RNC. No, she'd rather get facelifts and go on trips. She could pay and she could have representation everywhere. She could have lawyers everywhere. She could have security everywhere. She could have floaters everywhere. She could have it, but she doesn't pay. Donald Trump is going to make that happen. Just watch. Just watch. Anyway, I'd like to say thank you to the following people. We got some mail today, so let's go ahead and do that now. I'd like to say hi to Corn Pop. By the way, I see Corn Pop in the chat. Seferina Hot, thank you very much for the donation and the letter to Shay for her birthday. God bless you for remembering. Terry Caston, hello, how are you? Gene Havy, thank you for the letter. Thank you very much. James and Bonnie Wenrick, thank you for the Valentine's Day card uh, and the donation. God bless you. 
Um, thank you, uh, Jim and Barbara Peters, for the card and the donation. They are going to CPAC. I cannot wait to see my lovely, my dear Jim and Barbara Peters once again. I know in their chat, they're in the chat. Give them some love, ladies and gentlemen. Give them some love. Bob and Mary Graves, thank you very much for the card and the donation. Using Field of Greens Wildberry, and they like it. God bless. That's what I use, too. Uh, Mary Adamson, thank you very much. Al and Carol Morris. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there is about four right now, four active Live from America family members who are all in need of about $3,000 a piece. Now, what I'm going to do, they're in need of it like yesterday. So I'm going to get a hold of these folks, and I am going to send them each a certain, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I, I have to look and see exactly what we have in the Slurp Fund, but I'm going to try to send each of these four people, uh, you know, $750 or $1,000, see where we are, and then I'll replenish it afterwards, but we got to get these people some money, and Al and Carol Morris are one of those people, folks, and they even sent a small donation, but they are in need big time, folks, um, and, and as so many people are. Uh, Lori Frisch, thank you very much for the note, the donation for CPAC, I appreciate that. Because that is costly. Denise English, thank you so much. Linda Wardwell, God bless you. Thank you. Cindy Keys, Mary D'Agostino, as always. The beautiful free hug dinosaur t-shirts. Those are really cool. Thank you so much. Uh, Michael Norton, thank you for the Bibles. God bless you. Thank you for uh, the note for helping bring him back to God, he said. And Crystal Connell, thank you so very much for the Bibles. You guys are... uh, You guys are a force to be reckoned with. I'll tell you that. You guys are a force to be reckoned with. You are an army of God wearing the armor of God. And there's no better, uh, there's no better people to be among than you guys. Uh, 43 Gator says, whatever happened to PayPal money? Yeah, I'd like to know too. Ghosted us, nothing. We have sent so many people uh, their way. So many people trying to get, you know, this person set, you know, representing us here. This person representing us here. Tried to get some help. Even tried to get a lawyer friend of ours without having to actually get into oil, actual litigation. Send and, and try to get uh, six thousand dollars. I don't know if it was exactly six thousand. It could have been minus or or plus one hundred and fifty bucks or something. I don't know. But PayPal has kind of done what they did to everybody else. Stole their money. And what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We just kind of moved on and away it goes, apparently. I don't know. They stole it. <laughs> Put it that way. And I don't have the money. It would cost more money to go fight and get it uh, than it would be to to just write it off, I guess. You know, February 21st, guys, let's go to the Lord. Uh, I want you to trust me with all your heart, he says, and all your mind. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Instead of relying on your own understanding to help you feel in control, ask my spirit to control your mind. As you look to me, trusting me and talking with me, I straighten out the path before you. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, you know, uh, before I read Proverbs, folks, thank you, Lulu Red. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Before I get into this, uh, Jesus calling a lot of these devotional books, they just lean on, you know, trust and follow the Lord, and faith, and, it, and for some people, it can get a little redundant, you know what I mean? It can get a little redundant, uh, and I urge you not to let that happen, you know what I mean? Don't let that happen. Listen to the actual words of the verses, uh, not so much the devotional. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart. That means no doubt. More than the trust you have for your spouse. 
and mind and do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding because you constantly second guess yourself. You're constantly feeling guilty. You're constantly your biggest critic. You know that. I don't have to tell you that. The Bible doesn't have to tell you that. You know that. That's what this is saying. Do not lean on that. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. So that's saying you know that the Bible never changes. And you know that the word of God never changes. But your emotions change like the wind blows. You know that. So because you know that, don't be hard-headed. Don't be prideful. Give in and say, you know what? I'm wrong in this. Obviously, when I go down this road of thinking or this road of feeling something, it doesn't end well. So I know that. So stop it. Nip it in the bud. Romans 8, 6 says, the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. Do you want to know why? Because when you allow your life to be controlled by the spirit, it only leads you in the way of conversation, communication, discussion, debate, action, words, everything, a godly way. So it obviously by default brings peace. I want to thank you for all the money coming in. We're going to make sure that we get these folks. I'd like to get them $1,000 a piece, at least right now. So sometimes I don't have time to, you know, these people are asking for help so badly and they've needed it for so long already. And we've got them in a, uh, in a folder, you know, basically, a, as, as Romney said, a binder full of women, right? A binder full of people. And we try to get to everybody. So sometimes I'm just going to have to make an executive decision, cut them a check, and then try to replenish the slurp, slurp fund later. Uh, before you turn out the light, your desire to trust me is a worthy goal. Allow me to do my supernatural work in your heart. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we allow that to happen every morning at 9 a.m., don't we, guys? How many of you in the chat wake up and actually are able to catch Rise Up early in the morning when we're live? Because we do that every morning. So let's uh, remove our hats right now. And let's go to the Lord for prayer. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Folks, do you realize that this show is going on three years old? Isn't that weird? Eli's already been here a year, and this show is on its third year. Literally, it's completed two full years, and on its third year. It is incredible. Speaking of Rise Up Coffee, ladies and gentlemen, let's do that now. Let's rise that cup up and have a little bit of Rise Up Coffee. Mmm, 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 mmm. Pumped up and ready to go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. First and foremost section. Here we go. There has been this year, 52 days of this year, 2023, we have seen 52 days. God has blessed us with. You're here. I'm here. We've all seen them. You've seen January 1st through February 21st. We've seen 52 days. And in those 52 days here in America, there's been 12 major train wrecks or derailments. Now, we're not talking about minor issues because there's, a mult, there's another two dozen of those. I'm talking about major issues, major derailments, major problems. There has been 12 in 52 days. That is one every 4.33 days. Eli, you hear that? One, 
major train wreck in this country every 4.33 days. Does that sound like something that is a coincidence or ironic to you? I mean, you guys, sooner or later, even the, even the, the most left-wing conservatives, even the most middle-of-the-road people at some point have to say, that's not right. That's not right. That's, there's something wrong there. Now let's break down the something wrongs. You have the, let's go to the, the extreme. One extreme is we are under attack. We are under attack in our very infrastructure from our digital infrastructure to our physical infrastructure to our supply chain infrastructure. It's all being attacked at one time. So it is not inconceivable to think that because the digital, the physical, the economic, the supply chain infrastructures are all being attacked at the same time, as well as a southern border invasion of drugs and human sex trafficking, you have to ask yourself, and it's not out there, it's not out of this world to say, are we under attack? Is America under attack? And if it is, then it would make sense because we know this is the new kind of war. It's to destroy somebody's infrastructure and their economic ways of life. We know that now. That is the new way of war. We don't see war like we used to when we were kids, right? Thank God. But this is just as bad, if not worse. At least at war, you knew that you were up against armies, were up against armies. This way, it destroys even your, even your culture, It destroys your society, your traditions, your culture, everything. So you have to ask, because based on all of those facts that I just said, which it is not inconceivable, and it is not even a conspiracy theory way of thinking to ask, are we under attack? I would say, if you asked me my personal opinion, the answer would be yes. Because there are about 10 other things that I could go through right now that line up with all of those things that say, oh, well, because, yeah, mathematically, there's no possible other, so there's no possible other explanation. But let's play devil's advocate for a minute. Let's do that. Because, you know, if we're going to look at this from a responsible, mature, unbiased way of thinking, we have to say, okay, okay, okay. Could this possibly be that the railroad strike was because of a lot of things, not just pay, but work conditions, safety conditions, morale, obviously financial conditions, right? The workers wanted more money. They wanted more time off. They just wanted to be treated better. But a big part of that was you guys have to do something about these these upgrades. We need an infrastructure upgrade. And the Biden administration came in and said, okay, and, and by the way, we're just playing devil's advocate here, okay? That we're just playing devil's advocate because I believe we're under attack. But let's just assume we're not under attack. Then if we're not under attack, then it's just plain unqualified. It is plain uh, dereliction of duty. It is plain you just don't know what you're doing and you're really, really bad at this. Meaning the Democrats. Because the Democrats are the people that swooped in, along with some uniparty rhino Republicans, by the way. They swooped right in and they said, nope. We are going to take control of this situation. We are going to take control of these, uh, these negotiations back and forth between the unions and the, railroad, the railway owners. And we are going to say, here's what's going to happen. Go back to work. Shut your mouth. Okay, that's the devil's advocate part of it, which would mean 
that the Biden administration and everybody, the, the transportation secretary, Pete Budaplug, and everybody else, they are just inept. They cannot do the job that they have. They are, they're not up to the task. It, we're playing devil's advocate. But then how does that explain so much, so much other stuff? How does that explain the breakdown of the financial and the digital uh, infrastructure, the electronic infrastructure, the, the, the food, the food uh, chain supply, all of that? What, what would you say to all that? Well, I guess if you're really playing devil's advocate and saying that we are not under attack, which, by the way, again, I think we are, well, then you can, the only other logical, mature, common sense, unbiased way to look at this is these people are just that bad at their job and they're so bad at their job and their idea for America and their um, agenda for what they would like to see as a country is definitely out of step with the American people, in which case, how can anybody who's on the fence, independent or or otherwise, vote for anybody other than Donald Trump for president in 2024? You can't. So either you are failing miserably or you're doing this on purpose. Now, we've got both sides. We've got the devil's advocate side and we've got the side on which I'm on that says we're under attack. What you have to do then, which I do every single day, all the time, is I break those down and I go, okay, if we're under attack, then that would mean it would have, this would have to support that, this would have to support that, and this would have to support that. If we're not under attack and it's just straight, just not being able to live up to the job, well, then there would have to be so many other things that to support that, and there isn't over here. You want to know why? Because these people are not stupid. Okay, Joe Biden might have dementia. He might be sharding himself everywhere he goes, but he's not stupid. He, he, at least he wasn't at one time. These people are very intelligent. They're very smart. They're very cunning. Okay? They know their way around corruption. And they know how to keep themselves out of trouble. They know how many people they have to throw under the bus before they're actually free of any kind of, of guilty uh, action whatsoever. So, the, so what I'm trying to say is that if you take a look at both sides, you have to have pillars that support those ideas. And the pillars to support the fact that these guys are just terrible at their job, they don't, they're not there. The pillars that would suggest that we are under attack are definitely there. Look at the people they work with. Follow the money. Look at the partnerships. Look at the people that they've tried to jail for exposing the things that we now know are true. Look at all the hiding. Look at the lying. Look at the backdoor deals. Look at the com- look at the um, look at the the friendship, the the relationship between our politicians and the media. Which brings me back to the forty-one thousand hours that Kevin McCarthy said he would give up, said he promised to make public, which he did, but he did it in such a sneaky way that he actually colluded with the media. How is Kevin McCarthy given 41,000 hours of what happened on January 6th to Fox News any different than Adam Schiff or any different than uh, Liz Cheney giving their hours of everything or footage or, or evidence or proof to the New York Times or to CNN? How is it any different? Because these politicians are in bed with these media organizations so deep Ladies and gentlemen, so deep that all you have to do is look at all of that, look at the relationships, look at what they do, and the pillars to support what I'm saying is we are under attack from our own people. That is what, that supports that. So, getting to the final moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, there is no more, yes, okay, we understand. There is no more, um, there's no more compliance. 
There's no more compliance. And you know what you do? You make them take the first shot. Amanda Collins says, why now? I'll tell you why now. I'll tell you why now. Because we are literally seven years out from 2030. Seven years out from 2030. Everything that Clay Clark tells you that is is going to happen, everything that all these people are saying is going to happen, that is supposed to be the world by 2030. We have seven years to get there. So I, I, again, it sucks that, that Tucker Carlson is in the crosshairs of that, which I just mentioned. But how is it any different, you guys? Honestly, how is a congressman, a speaker of the House, giving exclusive footage, exclusive rights to the footage that, we, that belongs to us, by the way? It belongs to you and I. It belongs to Mike Crispy, Anna Perez. It belongs to Nancy Brewer, Bad Moon, Evie. That is where that belongs. That's where it belongs. So how is it any different... If the Speaker of the House handpicks and cherry picks Fox News, who, by the way, his best friend Paul Ryan is on the board of, you couple that together with Anna's reporting of her last show on Wrong Think. If you didn't see it, go back and watch it today, where she was talking about the media's revenue with and without Trump. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they know what this 40, 41,000 hours is going to bring. It's going to bring massive ratings. How is that not fraud? How is that not like manipulating the stock market? Paul Ryan, who's best friends, not best friends, but very good friends with Kevin McCarthy. The only reason Kevin McCarthy is actually doing anything right is because we actually, the 20 held out and made him uh, sign a deal that says we can oust him. If you had it, if you had it some of these other Republican ways, we would have never got the deal. So he takes this footage that he knows is going to be gold in views, gold in advertising dollars. And he handpicks and gives it to a specific news organization who is friends with the people that are on the board. How is that any different from stock manipulation? I just don't get it. I just don't understand. And it just, it, it, it's, we just have to stop complying at, at a massive level. Now, I know we do it, but we've got to get more people open to the idea that that's why I wanted to to the, uh, explain the whole t- the train thing. That's why I wanted to explain that are we under attack or is it just massive, massive uh, dereliction of duty? Either way, you have to at least give those opinions and you have to think of it objectively and you have to go, okay, let's play devil's advocate. And you've got to break it down. And you've got to present that to somebody like I just did in order to get these people to understand exactly what's going on in this country. The only real people out there are people that are mad that Fox News got this footage. Those are people that really understand what's going on. Again, Tucker is collateral damage. Love Tucker. Probably one of the greatest things to ever happen to conservatism outside of Rush Limbaugh is Tucker Carlson. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. All I'm saying is that right there is not right. Give it to the American people. That's who owns it. Not you, Kevin McCarthy. Not you, Fox News. Moving on. The Nebraska train. Today was the 12th. The 12th train wreck reported. Nebraska derailment, which which was housing coal, by the way, and had to have a hazmat team come. Around 30 train cars were seen off the track following the overnight derailing. In Gothenburg, around 50 miles from the Nebraska state capital of Lincoln, law enforcement and hazmat teams 
were on the scene as authorities deal uh, dealt with yet another derailment in our nation's railways. Crews at the Union Pacific Railroad were also called to the site Tuesday morning today to attempt the cleanup. Local resident Jesse Ambler told DailyMail.com that the train derailments have occurred numerous times in the area in recent months, which has caused significant disruption to the local town of roughly 3,500 people. Wow. Wow. um, It seems to happen all the time, he said. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on. He said this is the fourth one in the last 10 months. The fourth train derailment in the last 10 months. It must be one of the busiest railways in America. The rail company keeps laying people off and building longer and longer trains, but with less people to maintain the tracks. It's a problem. He added that around 20 vehicles and an excavator were quickly on the scene following the wreck as authorities attempted to quickly clean up the site. Footage the wreck shows numerous carriages laid on their side while workers organize around it. So let's take, we got, and we've been tracking it here. You know we have. We've been talking about the food plant um, explosions and fires, over 200 of them. Do you remember how many shows we sat down and we'd go through the list everywhere they were? Remember that? We've been keeping track. Then the manufacturing plant started burning down. Oh, wow, look at that. Then the egg plants, when the egg prices went up. Now we've got all these train derailments. Folks, this, this, this stuff isn't contagious. It isn't contagious. The, rail, the, 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 the railroad itself, the, the tracks on the railroad didn't catch a, a, a cold and send it to another railroad track. And this is just a contagion that's happening. It is contagious, actually. It's called corruption. And corruption is contagious. Does anybody know... By the way, in the 2030 Agenda project that everybody thinks is fake, you couple that together with what Biden wants to do on the 27th of this month and give over American sovereignty to the World Health Organization, uh, that they get to choose whatever is a pandemic, and they get to choose the solution on how to contain and beat that pandemic in America? Do you know that if a land is contaminated and is unlivable, then the government will have every right to move you and get you out of that land. And their goal is to move everybody in what they call 15-minute cities so that everybody is in a populated metropolitan area. Nobody has farmland. They control all the farmland, Bill Gates, ladies and gentlemen. They control all the farmland. But here's what nobody's talking about with Bill Gates. Why are you guys looking at the land? Why is everybody so focused on the land that Bill Gates is buying. Why isn't anyone focused on the water under the land that Bill Gates is buying? Has anybody talked about that? What is our most precious resource? What is it? Water. Water gives life. Our most precious resource is fresh water. So yeah, look at, oh, Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland. He's going to control all the food. Uh, Yeah, he'll also control all the water. Look where he bought the farmland and look at uh, the water reserves in that area. Look at the rainfall in that area. (laughs) Oil. Oh, land, water, oil. Own it all. And they want to push everybody into 15-minute cities, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they want to do. And if if they have contaminated land that they deem that is unlivable, then they can legally force you out of there and force you closer to a metropolitan 15-minute city. 
And all of this has to happen while they're breaking down the infrastructure, while they're coming after your guns, which is what we've been talking about as well. Folks, this, all of this stuff isn't just, oh, this guy wants views and this guy's clickbait. You'd have to be a moron if that's what you really think. Now, the EPA has finally come out and said that they are going to make Norfolk Southern. Well, I, I, I do, do we have a, hold on, do we have a video? Yeah, we do have a video of this Nebraska, this Gothenburg, Nebraska. Um, there it is. Yeah, go ahead and play that. Emergency hazmat teams on site. How many of you people are going to go live in a 15-minute city? Hmm? Send me a postcard because I won't be there. Send me a postcard from that 15-minute city because I won't be there. Can I get everybody to please... Please share this video. Share it on those platforms that hate our guts. It's time we fight back. I know that there are some of you that are scared. I can't share Jeremy on Facebook. I'll get suspended or banned. Guess what? Guess who just got suspended on Man in America uh, on Facebook? Man in America did today. They took one of his posts down. I said, "What are you guys? What are you still doing there?" And if you're still there, fight, 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 fight. Share the video and hit that thumbs up button. Smash that rumble button. Send me a postcard. Now, the EPA says that uh, the Norfolk Southern Railroad is required to clean up the chemicals after the Ohio train derailment. I'm going to read a little bit of the story, then we're going to talk about that. The uh, EPA is now, after Trump said he was going there, right, (laughs) and Trump called out Biden, right, the EPA is ordering Norfolk Southern to clean up and pay for the cleanup costs after one uh, one of its trains derailed and spilled chemicals in East Palestine, Ohio. The legally binding order will require the company to identify and clean up contaminated soil and water, reimburse the EPA for the cleaning that it's doing, and attend public meetings at the agency's request according to the press release from the agency. How about if the town's request? Because the train, the Norfolk Southern is treating the town like a redheaded stepchild right now, and they're not helping do anything. They just keep turning their backs on them. Train derailment spilled a number of chemicals into the area, including carcinogen called vinyl chloride. Yes, we talked about that. That is used to make plastic. Norfolk Southern will pay for cleaning up the mess that day. They created the trauma, and they inflicted on this community, said EPA Administrator Michael Reagan, as he said during a press conference today. Reagan was joined at the conference by Ohio Governor Mark DeLuzer-Wine and Pennsylvania Governor Josh, Josh Shapiro who indicated that there could be additional legal action to come. Well, this is all good and dandy. How, what is it, 20 days? What are we, 20 days now that they've been contaminated and probably poisoned for life? Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice. So let me get, so, so check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Again, playing devil's advocate. Let's say that this, and I hate doing this because I know I'm not, I know devil's advocate isn't right here, but I have to, I have to look at it objectively, right? 
So let's say that it, we aren't under attack, and let's say that this was a derailment, and that's where we are. Norfolk Southern had many opportunities to clean this up a proper way. They decided to blow it up and burn it off because it would be the cheapest way to get rid of it. They could have sent in people to clean this up. They could have sent in people to remove what was there. They could have contained any fire that was there and gotten rid of everything the proper way, but they didn't want to. They wanted to save the money, and they said, let's blow it up and burn it off. That's devil's advocate. But devil's advocate, that's what they claim. That's what they claim, that they were just trying to get rid. They were trying to save the public. But really what it was was the cleanup cost was going to cost them about four to five times more than what this would, maybe even 10 times more by by the time it's all said and done in a Biden inflation world. But either way, they would have had to spend buku bucks to clean this up. And they said, nope, burn it, blow it up and burn it. That's the devil's advocate part of it. So that's the other side. Are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with that? Now, somebody in the chat said, can we sue Biden for not helping Ohio? Can Ohio sue Biden? I would say yes. I would say the attorney general there could literally, I mean, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an attorney, but it's called, you know, emergency for a reason. You've got FEMA, federal emergency. You've got the EPA that's supposed to, you know, there's the environment. Oh, the environment, pollution. Oh, pollution. Don't you dare drive that gas car. How dare you buy that gas powered lawnmower? In Minnesota. How dare you buy that weed whacker in California? But yet they don't come around. And if it wasn't for Trump, I don't even know if they'd be coming around at all. (laughs) MAGA says you can't sue a dead man. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Folks, uh, speaking of all of this uh, chemicals and, and pollution and stuff, I think it's a good time to highlight our sponsor, EnviroCleanse, because that's exactly what this thing does, is it tries to clear the air. So I was talking to my mom about this today because she called me, uh, and she said, why'd you call me earlier? And I told her about the story that we told about the encounter with the angel on Rise Up this morning. If you haven't seen it, blow your mind. And she says, oh, yeah. She goes, I would have loved to. I'm sorry I couldn't get on. She asked me, she goes, are you going to get any more of those HIPAA filters? Because remember, we got her one of these for Christmas. I said, you know what? I need some too. She said, mine is chucker block full and it is brown. And I said, well, that means it's working, right, mom? And she goes, oh, I can't turn it off. She goes, if I turn it off, she goes, I notice it right away. And it took me a while to realize that, she said. But everything is heavier. It feels heavier to breathe. It feels like I have weight on my chest. And my mom has COPD. And uh, she goes, I don't cough as much when I have that thing running. I have to have it running. So that is the, that, there's a testimony right there. That's a testimony from my mom right there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, EnviroCleanse works. It is awesome. Go to ekpure.com. Again, ekpure.com. Use the promo code LFA, and you can even pay payments if you can't afford it all at once. It's definitely a powerful little machine. Okay. Joe Biden was in Poland today, ladies and gentlemen. And you know Joe Biden, everywhere he goes, if he goes to a black neighborhood, oh, you know, I got, I got hairy legs, and I was, I was, I was, to turn blonde. I got hairy legs that turned, that turned, that turned blonde in the sun. And, 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 the, and the black kids used to jump in the pool and, and play with the hair on my legs, and they, and, and, and they liked the way it looked up, and it, and it looked in the sun. And I learned about, a lot about cock, cockroaches that day and, 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 and kids and children sitting on my lap. And I love kids sitting on my lap. C- corn pop was there. 
tell you, Corn Pop was there, and every time they seen him coming, boy, they said that Corn Pop's a bad dude. So when he's in a black neighborhood, he grew up with black kids, and he was uh, he was friends with Corn Pop, or he was enemies with Corn Pop. I'm not sure. What if Corn Pop was a good dude? Eli, you ever think of that? What if Corn Pop wasn't a bad dude? What if it was Joe Biden that was the bad dude? Corn Pop was just there trying to help somebody out. Could be. But then he said he grew up up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. They're poor, 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 Puerto Rican just like black kids. Or just like black kids, I poor. I grew up in a Puerto Rican town. Went up to Pennsylvania, and 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 stuff. Then he was Puerto Rican. Now Joe Biden says he went when he was a kid. He wished his name was Bidensky. Well, he didn't really say that. He said he wished. He said I was disappointed. I didn't have a SKI, SKI on the back of my name. But Bidensky, he says. <laughs> oh, this man, ladies and gentlemen, I just had to play this video. I'm sorry, I had to play this video. Let's uh, let's go there now. And listen to Biden talk <laughs> talk about uh how uh how he he's, he wished he had a, a SKI on the end of his name when he was a kid. Connection between Polish and, and, and Polish and American people <laughs> is extremely strong and deep. I was kidding with the president. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when coal died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working class town. And, uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in SKI or an O. Uh, but all kidding aside, the connection between, I was telling the, the president, the pride, the overwhelming demonstrable pride that the Polish Americans feel about Poland and the role you're playing now. We were talking about it. It's extreme. Yeah. It is. It, uh, it is. It, you would be, if you haven't seen it, you should come and see it. Can somebody get this man on my pillow? Uh, paging Mike Lindell. Uh, paging, uh, Mike Lindell, somebody, uh, yeah, Mike, yeah, we need to get this guy a pillow, uh, and a booster shot, yeah, <laughs> paging Mike Lindell, we need to get this guy a pillow and a booster shot, <laughs> what's that, because he's in Poland, Eli said, why does anybody even care about this, he's rambling, it's because he's in Poland, uh, Poland, America, we're so strong down in Delaware, uh, it's, uh, uh, I no more think of myself as old as I am than fly. How about that? You ain't black. <laughs> the guy is an absolute embarrassment. But he's a Polish-Puerto Rican black kid from the streets of Delaware. So watch out, folks. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to go down to Georgia because, um, you know, they've got this Georgia grand jury, this Trump-hating Georgia grand jury that truly wants P- Trump in prison. And uh, they're going to do anything they can, right? They're going to they're going to be look, 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 look. I start talking like Biden. I start I start 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 stuttering. Maybe I'll fall down or up some stairs or something. Uh, If the January 6th committee can't get charges filed on Donald Trump, what makes you think that a group of scumbag little loser Georgia grand jury members who hate Trump are going to get charges brought up on Trump? But 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 I do think that there are some charges that can be taken out. I think there can be an indictment. I think somebody 
somebody in this call might have committed a federal crime. <laughs> but it ain't Donald Trump. No, no, no. I think it's, uh, remember, uh, was it Jordan Fuchs? F-U-C-H-S. Of course, there was another name we called him at the time. We know the call between Brad Raffensperger and Donald Trump where Donald Trump said, go find the votes. What he's really saying is go find those fraudulent, go find the real votes and get rid of the fraudulent ones. Remember that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, recently... The Never Trumper Fulton County DA Fannie Willis put together a grand jury to look at the call to see if there were any crimes that were committed related to the call. Unfortunately for Willis, it turned out to be a big nothing burger, and she brought 75 witnesses in over a seven-month period and found absolutely nothing. After all this time, after all this money spent, it was odd that one question was never asked of any of the witnesses in the grand jury. Who taped the call of President Trump? And was it legal? Oh, 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 oh. Who taped the call with President Trump and was it legal? Because Georgia is a one-party consent state. So is New Hampshire. Now, remember when I called that bar down in Texas, the guy who was letting the children in for the children? Yeah, Jordan Fuchs is a girl. Did I say it was a guy? My bad. Remember the, uh, the bar down in Texas? I called the guy, and he was letting the drag queen kids in and all that stuff, and uh, we recorded him live on TV, and um, we didn't let him know. Well, that's because it's okay for me to do that. And Georgia, it's okay, to, is a one-party consent state. However, Florida is not. Florida is not a one-party consent state. Florida is a two-party consent state. But then you say to yourself, well, Donald Trump was probably in Florida when he made that call or maybe. No, no, no. He wasn't. He wasn't. There's a reason to believe that Jordan Fuchs, Georgia's deputy secretary of state at the time, who was the call on the call with President Trump, taped the phone call and taped it from Florida. Yeah, you can't do that. That's a federal crime. Yesterday on the Joe Hoft show, Georgia's elections integrity guru, Garland Favorito, whom we've had on the show many times, from Voter GA, shared that Fuchs is believed to have been in Florida when she taped the call with President Trump. And if so, that would be federally illegal to, for her to have done. He says, we all know there was nothing suspicious about that phone call, nothing criminal. Everyone knew it from the very beginning all the way to the end. And yet, Fannie Willis chose to, to issue this political witch hunt. Favorito said, let me just add one more point to what you said. Here's the thing. There was one thing that was illegal about this call, and that was the recording of the call itself, which is the evidence that indicates that the recording was made by the Assistant Secretary of State, Jordan Fuchs, when she was in Florida. And that is, Florida is a two-way state, and therefore recording the call without notifying the parties, if you're recording in a two-way state, That's a violation of federal law, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What are we going to do now, Jordan Fuchs? So, let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, I love, I love this kind of stuff. And that is one of the things that Garland Favorito believes that Fannie Willis covered up and prevented the grand jury from knowing that information at all. And if you remember, it was generally accepted down there and in other cities 
that it was Jordan Fuchs who leaked the information to the Washington Post and distorted the story. And then the Washington Post had to backpedal about what it had previously written about the call. And when asked about how he knew this, Garland Favorito shares, that's where she was, Florida at the time, and then brought up the social media posts. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. He brings up the social media posts of Jordan Fuchs in Florida during that time when that call was taped by her, who then leaked it to the Washington Post, and it was all chewed up, beat up, changed, up, you know. <laughs> Oops! Oh, what's that, Eli? Whoops! Right? <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Let's get... Oops! <laughs> so you know Donald J. Trump is all over this, Right? You know Donald J. Trump is all over this, and I think, I think that we could go ahead while we've got the Rumble chat up, and I think we can go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day away. Don't you, Eli? <laughs> dumb Dumb Award of the Day, Jordan Fuchs, 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 I don't know. Mr. Tough Chocolate says she won't get prosecuted, part of the cabal. I mean, it's a, yeah, I get it. I get it. But it does further exonerate Donald J. Trump. From any wrongdoing, dum-dums, dum-dums awards for Miss Jordan Fuchs. So Garland, uh, how do you know this Garden Favorito? Well, uh, here's her social media posts where she was in Florida during that time. And you know Trump's going to go after that, right? You know Donald Trump's going to go after that pretty big time. Because they, because that that grand jury is, is saying that they're putting out, that they have, what'd they say, uh... They said that we've, we've got uh, multiple, multiple, uh, hold on, let me actually read the, I want to read the exact quote they said. Jo- uh, jury in Georgia Trump probe recommends several indictments. And when asked if any of these um, indictments are basically going to be targeting Donald J. Trump personally, uh, she said, you're not going to be shocked. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Oh, they got nothing. I love it. You know what's better? Do you know what's better than uh, Donald Trump winning all the time and being so great at his job and loving this country? It's that when these publications and these news organizations have to backpedal or they have to just get caught in their own lies, PA Cat Lady says cocaine is a hell of a drug. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Amber says you made a claim yesterday about AFTF taking guns. Hold on. I'm reading it. Hold on. Taking guns from gun stores. Please say what ATF leak document you were referring to. Not taking guns from gun stores. Taking gun licenses away from gun store owners. So that they're not allowed to, um, to sell guns. So basically wiping out the entire gun store. If we can't stop you from selling guns. I mean, if we can't stop the guns you're selling. Then we'll stop you from selling guns completely. That's the article. I, that's the, uh, that's the, the document that I'm talking about. Not that they're going to take away guns from gun stores, that they're going to take away the license from the gun store. They're going to shut them down. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I, got, I got a little bit to go through. Eric Fartwell. We've got, we've got to expose Eric Fartwell here for a minute. Now, I know he's not on any of the, uh, I know he's not any, on any of the committees anymore, but he's still a loser, and he's still a representative. Um, and Eric Fartwell spent more campaign cash 
on travel and luxury accommodations than even Nancy Pelosi herself. And this is another scumbag that's going to get his day in court. This is another loser, ladies and gentlemen, that needs to be hung out to dry. There he is. There he is. Eric Fartwell. Do we got that music? There he is. Oh, look at him. I'm a loser, everybody. I'm a loser. I'm such a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Eric Fartwell sounds like he's a girl trying to be a boy. Oh, everybody. Anyway, um, California Democrat Eric Fartwell apparently likes to live large on campaign cash because now that we got some numbers, he, uh, he has spent more campaign funds on travel and luxury accommodations in the last two years than even Nancy Pelosi. He talks about things like climate change, but he also is a big fan of limos and yachts, ladies and gentlemen. Limos and yachts. Swalwell's campaign spent nearly $583,000 on travel expenses during the 2022 elections. <coughs> Over a half a million dollars. Pelosi, by contrast, finished the cycle by putting 434000 into a reported travel expenses, according to a review of her records. Squalwell has consistently used donor funds on limousines, flights, yachts, and posh hotels, including internationally. This is the kind of stuff that Project Veritas is saying that they didn't like uh, that James O'Keefe did. However, James O'Keefe wasn't on yachts and stuff like that. He wasn't spending near this kind of uh, 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 this money on travel expenses. And by the way, this is taxpayer dollars. Not that, I guess that not that much different than donors. But donors donate to James O'Keefe because they trust James O'Keefe. Politicians steal tax dollars from us and take it, <laughs> or else we go to jail. So it's, it's just not a secret that, uh, that these people, oh, you got to, the, the American people, we need to help the American people. The American people, they are so far out of touch with the American people. They, you know, obviously. Somebody says he smells like a fart. <laughs> are those black limos, says Florida girl? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Democrats jumping ship. More Democrats jumping ship. Do you guys remember Democrat Representative David Cicilny? David Cicilny from uh, Rhode Island. He was the impeachment manager in President Trump's impeachment. Yeah, uh, he's gone. Well, he'll be, he'll be gone. He'll be stepping down as of June 1st. Yeah, he's leaving for another job. But I can't help to think all these Democrats that were, in, that were like literally had something to do with taking down President Trump, they all have jumped ship or they're all leaving little by little by little. And they all have got this excuse. Oh, I'm taking this job somewhere. Oh, I've got to step aside for the younger Democrats, uh, the younger Democrats uh, colleagues coming up. You see what I'm saying? They've all got these little excuses, but yet they're all leaving. Now, it's funny because Representative David Sicilny was fairly young, fairly young guy. But he will become the president and CEO of another uh, corrupt organization, the Rhode Island Foundation. Well, how, how do you like that, folks? See, what they do is they stay in politics as long as they can, and they set up on their way, on their little journey of power and corruption. If anything were to ever happen, they've got themselves an off point. They've got themselves a jump off point, a get off the interstate point, and they set themselves up with all these cushy little jobs, and when they know that Schiff is really hitting the fan, they jump off the interstate and they take that job. But don't worry, you're not going to run and hide in the private sector. We'll find you. We'll find you. All of you. I said it two years ago. We're coming for you. Where's Hunter? Oh, Nick, I think President Trump knows exactly where Hunter is. 
Now we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a quick break and highlight uh, Field of Greens here, and then we're gonna come back and tell you a story about Project Veritas again, uh, and about what's going on at Project Veritas right now. And we're gonna take a look at that clicker, that counter. Remember, we got our own counter now. But Field of Greens, we saw somebody today that said they liked their wildberry. Everybody wants to see the jar. Let me actually pull up on the big screen here. So this is how big it is. It's a fairly good sized jar. See, that's a good five inches tall, super round. And if you do one scoop a day, it's about a month. It's about a month. So you take five servings of vegetables, five servings of fruit, organic, right? Not the pesticide stuff, the stuff that you get from the ground and from the bush and from the tree. And you get five servings a day. And you go buy that at a local farm stand. So you know it's good. You know it's organic. And you tell me if you're going to get that for 30 days for, for 55 or 60 bucks. Because that's what this runs. That's what this runs. And ladies and gentlemen... It'll have you changing in a matter of weeks. Field of Greens, pure organic superfood. One scoop, one bottle of water, or maybe you put it in a shake, and you'll start feeling energy come back. You'll start feeling a little bit younger. You'll start feeling a little bit lighter and a little bit more Sprite, and then you'll start noticing physical differences. And pretty much every single body in this chat will tell you that is true. See, look at that. Carol says she's drinking her lemon-lime right now. F. Graves says, love our Field of Greens. Goes good with Jack Daniels, said Patriot Johnson. Well, there you go. There you go. You're getting your, uh, you're getting your corn, your wheat, right? Your fermentation, all of it. I like the wild berry. It lasts about a month, said Steuben. Amen. All right, Project Veritas. Let's take a look at the counter. We got that. Uh, we got a live. Oh, Eli, they're under 1.2. They're under 1.2 by a lot. They're at 1.194, Eli. They're at 1.194. I think they started with 1,460,000 or 480,000 when, when James O'Keefe put this out. So they're literally down 200,000 now, folks. At least 200,000. I don't know the exact number. I don't know the exact number. But right now, James O'Keefe has more, <laughs> James O'Keefe has more followers than Project Veritas. <laughs> hey, Hey, we got a Smarty Award. Let's go ahead. Click. Let's cue that drum roll. Cue the drum roll. Here we go. Smarty Award of the day goes to Mr. James O'Keefe because that was the most epic walkout video of all time, baby. <laughs> Smarty Award of the day goes to James Keefe. Boy, that man knows what he's doing, huh? Bye-bye. Bye-bye, followers. Bye-bye, money. Bye-bye, donors. See you later. See you later. You're out of here. Toby's out of here. See you later. (laughs) Folks, there's a lot of good going on in this world. Here's, check this out. Project Veritas, their entire staff, they're all their journalists, pretty much all of them, all their editorial people, all of their production people, all of their camera people, all of their reporters, every undercover people, folks, they are literally saying, board, get out. We don't want you here. And if you don't, eh, it's all right. We'll just go with James O'Keefe. The entire journalism department is ready to walk. That is an update that I have right here on Project, right here on LFA TV, Project Veritas. I love it. I love it. I love it. From a third party Veritas reporter, the reporters are waiting for the PV board to meet today. They, they may not be a walkout planned, according to this reporter. However, the demands are 
The only thing that makes sense is that someone, this is what, this is what the insiders are saying. The only thing that makes sense of what's going on is someone on the board of the organization is trying to destroy the company from within. There is no other explanation. This is coming from the workers, from the entire staff, or at least the journalists there. I don't know if it's the entire staff. I don't know if it's every cameraman or every editor or whatever, but I know it's the, the, the bulk of what Project Veritas would need. It's the bulk of what Project Veritas would need. This is how we stand together, folks. This is what we do here on Live from America, isn't it? Right? What's that old saying? I know everybody uses it in queue, but where we go one, we go all. Are we all not family? Are we all not on the same team? We need to stick together because they know that us sticking together, they can never win. Many hands make light work. Uh, United we stand, divided we fall. I mean, I don't know how many ways I could say it, but what I, w- what I will say is this. What we're seeing at Project Veritas is inspiring. What we're seeing at Asbury is ex- inspiring. But I told you, ladies and gentlemen, I told you that the devil would do everything he could to stop the revival. The devil would do everything he could to stop us in our tracks. And his biggest way to do that is divide, folks. Do not let them divide us. Do not let them divide us any longer. If you get butt hurt by a statement that I make, swallow it, walk on, move on. Obviously, we're on the same side. If you see something that somebody says in a comment and it might look a little twisted or sideways, don't get all scared or all upset. Don't get all mad. Don't feel, take it so personal. You're a big girl. You're a big boy. We're not in high school. And we're not liberals. Toughen up. It's time to stop that stuff because the division is what's going to cause our own downfall. It is time that we stand together. That's what I'm calling on. I'm calling on everybody to stand together. Stop getting your panties in a wad because somebody said something that doesn't agree with you in the chat. Stop getting all upset if I see a back-ass words comment that you make in the thread and I say, and I call you out on it. Don't get all mad and say, I'm never coming back here again. Okay, good. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Okay? This is not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Just bounce. I've said it a thousand times. We're not going to do this stuff anymore. Not here. I'll put you in a timeout. I don't care if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe it's forever. So from now on, get in the act right chair and start acting right because we're done with this division crap because division is the only thing that's going to stop us. And I'll tell you right now, I just got word from my friend Rev before I got on the show today that says, and I quote, Jeremy, I arrived at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, where revival is taking place right now. The chapel was closed down, and now at Asbury University, they've shut down the city to outsiders. My intel is telling me that Obama and the FBI is involved, that they are threatening, they are threatened by the revival spreading across the colleges, universities and churches, and campuses across America. Apparently, Antifa can resemble, uh, assemble and burn down buildings, but if a revival takes place in America, it hurts their demonic agenda. Unbelievable. I told you this was coming, didn't I? Didn't I? There's no time for getting butt hurt in comment threads anymore. If that's going to be you, I don't care if you've been here since the backyard days. It's time to go. It's time to go. We're not going to do it. We're strong here, and we're going to remain strong. We're not betas, we're alphas. I don't care if you're a man or a woman or a child. You're an alpha male or an alpha female. That's what you're here. You're a child of God. And darn it, we're going to start acting like it because I'm tired of it. I see it every day. And it's, it, 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 it's part of the reason that I have so much anxiety and I'm so stressed out at this job. It's not because of the job so much. I mean, it is. But a lot of it is from the crap in the comment section. Just cut it out. 
Well, I feel attacked. Okay, well, go feel attacked somewhere else. How about that? I don't know what else to say because we're going to lose if we, if we keep that up. And Project Veritas is uniting over this evil. Let's unite and let's cut it out. That's what I'm going to leave it for today. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, remember there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I do love every one of you, even if you get butt hurt. I'm just telling you how to deal with it from now on. I'll see you in the morning, 9 a.m., for Rise Up, for more devotion to the Lord. Until then, keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. Peace!